0: Welcome back to another edition of Standard Sports Talk Podcast, where today we have a special game day edition. I think this is the first time we'll record yep. on an actual game day, and maybe that'll give the Harper Longhorns some, some good mojo as they prepare to take on the top team in the state, the Shiner Comanches. I'm here with Coach, he, uh, head coach of the of the Harper Longhorn football program, Chad Zinner, and uh, this last time we talked, y'all were getting ready for Johnson City, uh, the, the regular season finale, and of course, that one ended up being a loss for you guys, but... You, were just, you and I were just chatting, and, and man, sound sounded like y'all put up a Herculean effort through
1: a couple quarters. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, we started the season off hot in non-district play, and we got into district. We got a win, a um, setback in Mason, another win against um, Center Point. Uh, and it's been a tough road ever since, and um, a big part of that is, is injuries. Um, they all kind of started – well, we had a, an ACL go down in Center Point um, halfway through the Center Point game, actually second quarter, so – Walker Green technically missed half of district. Uh, He played in two and a half, and he missed two and a half. Uh, Fred Er Er Earhart, arguably one of our best defensive players, or one of our best players in the program, didn't even get to play in district. Uh, Brody Doyle, a head injury. Uh, The list goes on and on of where we already were depleted, but we were still very proud of the kids we had, and we were still proud of the fact that the product stayed the same. Uh, on the field even though the kid changed and that's a sign of a good football team and then yeah we get into an Ozona game and um, uh, number one super fast kid we've talked about Lane Smith uh, he's he got a three explosive plays um, he's a four a legit four four kid super fast that we couldn't track down and if you don't get him the first time and he might be off the races than he was and so we got the ball coming after at a half. We were down 20 to nothing. Um, still loved our chances with the kids we had and the, and the the things that we were willing to fix and take him out of the game and then and go put a drive together and limit our turnovers. And, um, and then here we go again. We had uh, three more concussions. Uh, two of them were actually vomiting, and those two are, are done for the season. Um, both went to a doctor. One went in the ambulance to San Angelo. Um, and then the other one, we're hoping to get him back he's been slow all week um coming back from from a concussion but um so yeah that that ozona game is hard to look at when we're depleted we're a 2a with uh 186 is our enrollment and and um always an issue and then we are deeper than deep whatever that means um uh, we've relied on backups. We've created new new spots and, and new positions for people. and um, it just kind of caught up with us. So so yeah, uh, you know your first question about Johnson City, um, I came in extremely confident of of the three best teams in our district with the Mason and Ozona and Johnson City. Um, I felt like we matched up with them the best. Uh, they they base out of a three three stack on defense just like we do. Um, and they're a spread offense just like we are with the, with a quarterback who's got a great arm. Uh, and, and Cade Boyer, um, so the Strickland Boyer battle was fun. I knew it was going to be fun, um, and so here we go. We move three JV kids up. Um, we move people. Uh, Jack Helfrich from from outside linebacker to inside linebacker, and and Jacob Connor has stepped up and been our Mike linebacker, and um, a freshman David Garcia learning Z, moving Zane Schubert, one of our running backs, out to Z. Um, and being creative and god almighty we got after them the first half uh we came in at halftime it was 22 to 12. um they got the ball early they went into a heavy set and just shoved it down our throat and scored went for two got it Eight nothing johnson city um i gambled like i do i went for on fourth down early in the game i wanted to give my kids the idea that i'm being aggressive i'm here to win i'm not here to you know kind of tippy toe around and that led to another score and and then once we got our first score, I gambled again. I went for two to kind of match it, and uh, we didn't get it. So, at the end of the day, 22 to 12, it's a 10-point deficit. We scored two, they scored three. Um, loved where we were. God, we were fired up at halftime. Um, the kids were juiced. The seniors were juiced. Last home game, emotions were running high. They played outside of their minds. And then the second half just kind of got, got away from us. Um, uh, the true talent of Johnson City shined through. Uh, their, their depth shine through, uh, their coaching staff, they have eight coaches to our six, um, lots of knowledge and experience on that staff and, and they deserved it fair and square. Uh, they were the better team that night, but, um, what we showed early being depleted and not making excuses with JV kids and backups, we fought our tails off and, um, uh, so, so proud to, to put that on display in our, in our last home game in this 2021 season. And, um, Got a tough opponent we'll talk about here in a minute in the Shiner Comanches, but um, for what it's worth right now, we're a 7-3 and three football team, and I'm, I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, we're going to build on that and continue that next year. Um, we're going to miss our seniors so, so much, but we're only going to improve from here on out. We're only getting hungrier, um, doing better in, in a district race, and we'll see how alignment treats us. Um, and if we handle our business, we'll, we'll avoid these games like a, a number two-ranked team in Shiner. Um, but, yeah, as we currently sit, we're a seven-and-three ball club, and I'm, I'm very proud of that.
0: Yeah, and tough opponent might be an understatement. We'll get <coughs> into that here in a minute and and the tall task you guys are going to be tasked with here in a couple hours, I guess, here in about six to seven hours. But yep. yep. Um, you know, let's, let's talk – you mentioned Zane Schubert, and I want to highlight him real quick because uh, you talked about it after the interview with that uh, you did with um, Lindy Segal following the game. Uh, Zane Schubert, you know, he only played the first half Friday night, and that was for a good reason because he – he was a big key role in the bit uh, in the in the Longhorns cross country team that went and competed at state the next day, and uh, he's a guy that plays a lot of sports. and, and, and How crucial are those multi sport athletes, especially to a smaller school and a smaller program like Harper?
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've joked with mom and dad. Um, he, he's the baby in the family. I've joked with mom and dad, like, can y'all. Can y'all have some more kids? <laughs> uh, and hopefully boys. I mean, girls, we'd take them to. They'd probably be studs in volleyball and basketball and cross-country and track. But, um, no, Zane Schubert is, to, to put athletics to the side, is a phenomenal kid, a, a great human being, a, a, a well-spoken young man who's a great Christian and um, shows his faith and acts like it, um, uh, very unselfish, contributes to everything that he can. Um I mean, he goes from there is no offseason for that kid. He goes from cross country uh, during football, um, misses some Saturday weight and film sessions because he's running in a track meet or, in excuse me, in a cross country race the day after a game. Um, he goes and he plays basketball uh, and, and and baseball and in, and he runs track and he's a pole vaulter and I mean it goes on and on and on what that what that kid does and um, yeah it was it, he actually played he played a lot in the second half it was actually I would say mid. Mid-fourth quarter is when I pulled him, and um, the game was 43-12, I think, at that point, and uh, mom joked with me at team dinner uh, that that eat that early afternoon at 4.30. We do a thing at the Baptist church called Feed the Herd, and she joked with me, take care of my boy. He's got a big day tomorrow. I said, yes, ma'am, um, and Zane loves football wants to be there for his teammates, but uh, I pulled him um, off of defense. We put in a new outside linebacker in the middle of fourth, and uh, he came to the sideline, he was frustrated, I put my arm around him, I said I said, Son, I love you. And I'm not I'm not mad at you, you didn't do nothing wrong, but I said, You got a big day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A huge day. And you did what you needed to do tonight and and you filled your position and did everything we asked you to do, but but tomorrow is a state contest and, and thank you for tonight, but we're now exiting the game, you're healthy, nothing has happened. And so he had to go from there, clean up, get dressed, go to Austin. Get in a hotel, get to sleep, wake up, and run, and, and early, and, and, yeah, in and a yeah. fast turnaround, um, and, and did well. So, uh, yeah, if, if if those who are listening, uh, if you got a young one in elementary, um, and they want something to look, somebody to look up to, it's Zane Schubert. He is a a great, great kid, and if we all played a little more unselfish and got involved in all sports, uh, we'd be much better off. You know, it's I tell those kids all the time. It's okay to have a favorite sport. Your favorite sport might be baseball, and then you might be kind of a tweener, kind of you're okay at football, but you need to understand that kid that loves football, and that's his favorite sport. You need him to contribute to baseball, and iron sharpens iron, and we need all the talent to go around to all the sports and to all be successful, and, and Zane Schubert has done that and bought into that, and. And, and he's he's the model for it,
0: and he's only a junior, so we get another year of him. And that's yes, pretty sweet.
1: Yep, but he's still got a lot
0: of work to do this junior year before he becomes a senior. But yep. um, before we move on to the Shiner Comanches and start talking about that game, uh, there's some uh, I hear some construction going on outside o- over here, and um, y'all are getting a new track surface, which has got to be exciting for for the Harper program. You I mean, talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's um, uh, M- Mike Schultz, the the rep that came out. Um, I'll just throw this out there because I love sports and I love how it's all networked and goes together. But uh, the first time I met him, um, he talked a lot about coaching and his history in coaching and where he was at. And I kind of let it loose. And then met him another time He talked about coaching again. And and uh, to the average fan or the average person, it means nothing to him. But to me, I'm like, wow, that's that's awesome. Turns out he, uh, he was the offensive coordinator at TCU when Andy Dalton was there.
0: Oh, wow yeah exactly that's my twin yeah yeah here you go <laughs> another redhead it's my go-to um, Halloween costumes Andy Dalton <laughs> yeah so
1: um that's cool to me I mean he you know he's working at Hellas now retired from coaching and um great at networking with people knows a whole lot of people just through recruiting but um anyway yeah Mike Schultz came out and looked at it and we talked to our our superintendent our school board and what our community wanted to do and we um we um we got it done so Uh, This was all supposed to happen. This brand-new track was supposed to happen before football started in the summer. Um, And then here we go. It is what it is. It ends up being we got a shortage for this, labor shortage, product shortage, COVID. Whose fault? I don't know whose fault it is, but uh, they kept getting pushed back, pushed back, and pushed back. And I, as a football coach and as an athletic director, got nervous that this was going to creep into two-a-days and and then – you know we're not done we're cleaning up and next thing you know we got to move a home scrimmage and then ultimately the biggest fear was losing a home game for these seniors and for these kids to say oh no you know this first home game we got to move it away because the track's not finished and so i talked to my superintendent and and she agreed with me that the, the best idea would be to wait till the end of football um and she had to run it by the school board one more time to make sure the the finances would still roll over and they would still approve it but um um, yeah, we're excited. Brand new track's going to be red again. Um, they, they showed up here Monday. Um, the, we're on, the, we can see it right now at the window. They're, they're, uh, this crew just comes up and tears it out, and um, pretty fast project. They're almost done, and they'll come again. They tell us it's going to be about a week and a half to two-week process. So um, I know we're in football season. We're talking about football, but uh, track's a big thing here on the boys' and girls' side. Um, it's a great facelift for our facility. Um, You know, I joke with my people in the future, I'd like to see turf. Um, Maybe that's a few years down the road of of where we're going with this program as far as athletics and facilities are concerned. But, um, yeah, lots of good things that are going on here. Uh, Band got sixth at state, made finals, uh, cross-country went to state. Volleyball still winning there in the the regional semis. Um, Football's going to the playoffs. We're 7-3, coming off a 3-2 in seasons in a row. We're getting a new track. It's getting closer to Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, there's a lot of a lot of positive energy in Harper. Early
0: Christmas for Harper track is what that is. But yep, yeah, and I've said it all year. It, it felt sure feels like there's a lot of good vibes here right now. So, um, and you know things are moving in the right direction in Harper Athletics. So that's that's cool to see. Um, let's talk about something that that probably keeps you up at night: figuring out how to stop the Shiner Comanches. And uh, it, it, when you look at them it's really remarkable how talented they are as a 2A program. I mean, I was looking at their schedule just before coming, and and one of the teams they faced was the Poth Pirates, a 3A program who's had a lot of success. They have lost once, and that loss was to, was to the 2A Shiner Comanches, and it wasn't close. And so when you're facing a team this talented, you know, as a guy coaching at the 2A level, how remarkable is it that they are yeah, as talented as um,
1: they are? You know, could they go down as one of the greater – two A-teams ever, I mean, I would say so. I would say they're up there. Um, You know, they're a program that has a lot of tradition and success. Um, And, golly, you know, top to bottom of what they are, I mean, going back to your point about the games you've seen in Poth and, well, I mean, let's go back to last year. They were undefeated state champs. They beat Hallettsville, who's a division bigger, who should have won state at their level it was like an extra point or two-point conversion. I watched it you know, there in Jerry's World Cowboy Stadium. Um, I mean, yeah, they're beating 3A's and 4A's, and, and, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, we're looking at a football team that is coming off an undefeated state championship season, and here, here they are. They're undefeated again. Um, and back to what I said about their tradition and their success, it's always been there and it probably always will be there. There's just those programs in Texas that have it, and they're going to keep having it. And then along come two kids with the last name Brooks, um, and they are phenomenal kids. I've I've, I've met him at a, at a regional track meet. Um, Dalton, the younger one, the junior. He, he's the he's the lightning in a bottle. About six two, one eighty five. He's the one that if you just name a college football program, they've offered him. Yes, yes. So we've we've talked about that before. And then there then there's Doug. He's the thunder. He's uh, I know his weight because I've looked at it. It doesn't have his height on here. He's he's probably roughly six foot. They got him at 280 this year. Last year he was – they had him listed at 260. Um, runs the football. <laughs> runs the football. And I don't know what his 40 is. I would guess it's it's upwards of the high fours, low fives. He's probably anywhere from a 4'8 to a 5 flat kid. Um, and it's 2A football. We have outside linebackers that go 140 pounds, and he's sitting there at 280. I mean, they're they're twice the size. Um and just exceptional kids, great GPA, um, smart kids, good kids. Um, and you take a tradition and a program like Shiner has, and you add those two talented brothers, it it just sets it over the top. Um, um, and then when we get into the scheme and how you stop them, um, the style of offense they play is is so simple, there's no really scheme to it. There's no – they're outnumbering us by by shifts and motions and out-leveraging. Here it is. We're going double tight. We're going under center, two back. Both Brooks brothers are in the backfield. We got one wide out, and we're going to run toss, belly, and dive. Play and action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're, we're going to physically line up and beat you. And you know what's coming, and we know what's coming, and that's football. And and then you flip it around you look at their defense, they got, you know, Doug Brooks sitting in there at 280 playing in the inside, and the inside running game he maintains, and then you got Dalton on the back end playing safety that runs the alley on outside run like I haven't seen anybody on film since I've been at the 2A level. I mean, you, you get the edge, and you run outside, and you think you got something, and he just flashes in the screen, and he's at the line of scrimmage making the tackle. And then you get cute, and you think you're going to fake this and play action this and, and catch him off guard in the passing game, and you, you let it rip, and he's – He's breaking from where he is, and he covers 15 to 20 yards in a blink of an eye, and either intercepts it and knocks it down. Um, they're lethal on both ways. Um, they know it. Uh, their head coach, Coach Bodeker, very, very humble, great guy, knows what a great thing he's got going. Um, uh, they're not arrogant about anything that they do, and, and of course they could be. Um, they're just a very, very talented group of kids that – Um, yeah, we would obviously not like to play them and go a different route, but, um, it's kind of an honor. It's kind of a, a respect thing that, that, you know, the way I spent our kids is you get to see what it looks like, smells like, tastes like, feels like whatever the best of the best of the best. And, and, and don't get me wrong. We're going to have some success in that game. I promise you, um, we're going to do everything we can to drive the ball down the field, put points up on the board, and and tackle that big sucker and, and try to rally to Dalton and, and limit his speed. But um, we're going to do good things. And, and those kids need to know that um, they're going to bust some. They're going to make great plays. But but dwell on the fact that be proud of yourself when something good happens because you're doing something good against the best that this sport has to offer to 2A Harper. So, um, yeah, we're excited. Excited to, to we're gonna have our send-off with our – our fire department here, our volunteer fire department and, and police and, and uh have all the elementary kids out there and keep building on this two years in a row making the playoffs. Um, no we'd rather not be playing the shiner comanches, but at the same time we're gonna we're gonna see what we're made of tonight and we're gonna we're gonna give them everything we got.
0: Well, if there is an area in this game where y'all <clears throat> might like the matchup, it might be in the trenches because y'all have some pretty good defensive ends and Kate Vickers and, and, and then some of those other guys down there. But then at linebacker, you've got Helfrich, you've got you've got Bryson Lake, some talented guys. Right. Right. If there is an area on the field where you'd like where y'all match up, and then in the and then in, in the safety in in the passing game, you got Braden Strickland. Who is a pretty dang good safety in his own right? So, if there's an area that y'all feel like y'all might be able to at least match up with them, it might be right up the middle, which is where they want to challenge you at.
1: Yeah, I would say I would say some areas maybe that we can have some success just just off of watching the film is is outside running game. Um, we have some pretty good tacklers out there on edge, and you know now we're putting athlete versus athlete. Um, many times they don't get certain edge players blocked. But football is football, and and I swear that those Brooks brothers have a stiff arm like I've never seen. Um, You turn the film on, it's tossed to Dalton, Doug's lead blocking, two unblocked, stiff arm, stiff arm, hurdles another kid, and he's gone. And you're like, God almighty, that defense did everything schematically to be there, but it's you versus me, and you stiff arm me, and I didn't tackle you, and I I win. Um, And and players got to make plays, so... Up front, they're big, they're physical, they're nasty. Um, Us running the ball inside on them is going to be tough. Them running the ball right at us is going to be tough. Um, You know, so I would say that us having some success on outside run, limiting the stiff arm, tackling low, tackling Doug and Dalton as low as we can, bringing a wrap, bringing our hands. And then when we have the ball, um, just because they're so dominant, I've seen at times that their coverage is not – Everything is a plus with them. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes their coverage is not the a plus plus like they're everywhere else. Um, but then you come in the issue: well, can you get the ball off? Can can you block and pass protect enough to let those routes develop? And then you got Dalton Brooks in the back end, you kind of overseeing it all. But um, uh, yeah, we're the, the game plan going in offensively is going to be outside run, trying to trying to you know set the edge with our linemen. Um, and then putting our athletes, blocking their athletes, receivers on corner, receivers on safety, some outside run game. And then with as good as they are up front with, uh, with Doug Brooks in the middle, we got to get the ball out of Braden's hand quicker. And so it's a pass, but if we throw a hitch or a quick screen outside, it's really run, you know. It's a, it's a throw and it's a catch, but it's a way to put, get the ball on the perimeter um, and, and get some quick yardage and, 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 and play fast. Um, we have a NASCAR series, kind of a hurry-up two-minute setting. Um, that I, I go fast and everything is, is a signal uh, out of the same formation. And um, if we can get a first down and kind of get rolling, um, I'd like to jump into that and see what, what they do to it. Um, is keep them in the same def- defense, maybe get them a little bit fatigued, fatigue, limit their pass rush, um, and see what we can do with it. Um, but like I said, the trenches, I mean, you're talking about the best of the best uh, in, 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 what, in the business that we do it in. So, running the ball in the middle and defending the run in the middle is going to be extremely tough, so we're going to see what we can do on the edges. And when you're
0: going up against a team that's top in the state and, and you know is as talented as these guys
1: are, and, and y'all
0: are coming in a little banged up, what is the message to the team going
1: into the game? The message going to the team is, um, is guys, you know, do what you do as best as you can do it. Um, you know, there's so much speculation. Um, I talk to parents, I talk to teachers, coaches. You know what's coming out of Coach Zinner's mouth? What is he? You know, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be somebody that I'm not. I'm going to be Chad Zenner and and my wife gives me gives me a hard time all the time that I'm so honest. You know, she's like, honey, you, you don't have to be that honest all the time. I'm like, well, well that's just the way God made me. That's the way I am. Um, I think it's, you know, it's a little bit foolish to, to come in and say. Oh yeah, we're 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 gonna we're gonna stomp them. We're gonna beat Shiner by 21. And, and I think it's foolish to go in and say, oh yeah, we're we're gonna go in there. They're so good, we're gonna get beat by 50. Um, it's just something that I don't really talk about the outcome. Um, um, we're gonna go to play a really really good football team. Uh, sure, upsets happen, but um, all we can control is what we can control. I can't control what Shiner's doing or who plays or how they play. Um, I know I love my kids. I know we've had a great week of practice. Um, and so the message is, you know, your question, your, my, my message is being, guys, I love you. I love you seniors. And I don't want this to end. Um, it's all going to end real fast. If you win a state championship, that's here in what, six weeks. I mean, so this is coming to an end for everybody mm-hmm. and in being a senior football, you played football, being a senior, that last time wearing that pads and helmets, if you never did it, you never understand what it's like. Um, you can play these other sports forever and ever and ever. You can play country club tennis and golf. You can play pickup basketball games. You can play softball, baseball. You can you can go down the list of the things you can do. You can never go pad up again, wearing a helmet and and, and those shoulder pads on eleven and eleven organized football with your best friends in the world. There's nothing like it. And and taking them off for the last time's hard. Um, I get emotional. They get emotional. Um, you know, we joke with the kids that it's going to happen every year. And the kind of the side joke is, well. I get to keep doing it because I'm a coach and, and to spin that to the kid. That's why I do what I do. I I, I learned years ago as a player that I was addicted to this stuff. And I thought, well, how can I be a part of it? Well, I guess I got to become a coach. So they have to understand that the timeline and who would enjoy the pep rally, enjoy school, enjoy the bus rides and enjoy everything about it. Um, Because it's in a way, maybe the last time you're relevant in your life and, And I know I'm an old coach, meathead, talking right now, but my wife, who's got her doctorate, has been. (laughs) Yeah. My wife, who's got her doctorate in in, in pharmacology, and she's a pharmacist, um, she's like, you know, sometimes, Chad, the the kids don't realize how awesome it is and how relevant they are right now, how that disappears. You know, your relevance of selling insurance or, or being a pharmacist or being a doctor, or, yeah, there's accolades and attention to that, but being that senior wearing that jersey people talking about you and being in the paper and that is a special special time in your life and no i'm not saying that's the best time in your life getting married and having kids and there's so much great things that are out there but it's a very very special time so my message is guys let's enjoy each other Uh, let's do the best that we can let's do it with horn pride and class and and we go down to davenport and play shiner let's just do what we do and and show them what Horn Pride is. And whatever it happens, happens. Uh, I'm good with it.
0: Absolutely. Well, Coach, this will not be my last interview of today, as I will see you in Davenport. We're looking forward to awesome, a great game. 7 p.m., uh, Davenport High School Stadium in San Antonio. Like, yes, sir. Longhorns, Comanches. Coach, best of luck. Thank you. And Thank we'll you. be back next week, win or lose, with another All episode right. of Staying I Love it.